Hi guys, hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all having a great week. This is Finding Yourself, the podcast series dedicated to movie, TV, gaming and sports. I'm your host Kyle Duffy and I hope you're really excited for this episode because we have a lot to get into. First off, I wanted to speak on the football this week, the football news and the football results. Obviously, Newcastle United have got a new owner and have finally got rid of Mike Ashley and been taken over. Got some money pumped into the club. I wanted to speak on that as well as the International World Cup qualifying results. I also want to get into what movies and TV shows I've been watching this week. I went to go see the new James Bond movie yesterday, No Time to Die. I want to talk a bit on that. I also finished Hill House Season 1. I was re-watching it, like I explained in my last episode. I also watched Black Widow up on Disney+, Plus. I wanted to talk about that as well. And I want to discuss a few other movies that I want to watch over the Halloween period. So let's get into this. Hopefully you're all having a great week, feeling productive and happy and getting all the shit done you need to get done. As for myself, I'm trying to make a mental mind map of what I want to get done this week. I find it always helps me to keep a clear head all week, especially if I feel... My weekend was scattered, which it was. I feel like it's always good to have a mental mind map and a road map of what you want to get done this week, which I'm going to do today. I have a pretty clear plan of my week this week. It's my birthday this week, so I'll be celebrating that. That's my main thing. But other than that, I have my segment tomorrow on CRC like I normally do. But instead of pre-recording it, I'll be doing it live, which for me is the next logical step in learning more about radio, what goes into making a show. I'm getting used to doing it live because, you know, I'm going to have to improve my improv skills, not improv skills, but thinking on my feet and actually talking in the moment and making sure that I keep that sharp. I have been on radio live before with Ross FM and I seem to handle that okay, so I should be okay on CRC FM as well. I find I'm okay live when I'm talking about something I'm knowledgeable on. Obviously, I think everyone is, but... You know, I've done the research, I always do the research for my segments, and I always make sure I go in prepared, so doing it live shouldn't be any more different than doing it pre-recorded. Other than my CRC segment this week, I'm obviously uploading the podcast as usual, Wednesday and Friday they go up on Spotify and Anchor FM, I normally record them the day before, so I'm recording this one on Tuesday, it'll be going up tomorrow. I'm really excited that we're getting deeper into October because that means more Halloween movies. I think I have to actually still get Halloween decorations for the night. I don't know why I like Halloween so much. For a guy who's a real pussy when it comes to Halloween movies, I have no clue why I like watching them so much. But I think some people get a thrill out of being scared. And I think I'm getting used to being scared and I'm actually coming to like it a bit more. You know, the jump scares don't bother me as much. I don't want to turn the movie off anymore. And I'm actually looking forward to the jump scares sometimes. I want to get into Halloween movies a bit later in the episode. But first, let's talk about the football. Obviously, the big news this week is with Newcastle United and their financial takeover being completed. They are now the richest club in the Premiership, which is mad to think. You know, I don't know where they're going to go from here. But obviously, they have the money to, down the line, compete for trophies compete for the premiership possibly as well you know the same thing happened with man city when they got taken over and they're now one of the biggest powerhouses in football they have a great squad they have a great manager and they've won multiple trophies the only trophy that hasn't been won by them is the champions league which you have to think is coming sooner rather than later and we could definitely see this happen with newcastle united as well they now have the money to go invest in strengthening the squad I definitely think they'll be getting a new manager. I don't think Steve Bruce is going to survive this takeover. And by the looks of it, I think he knows he's not going to survive this takeover. He hasn't heard back from the owners yet on his position. I think he knows that he's going to be replaced. Because the owners will want to shake things up. 
restructure things a bit because the way things are going in Newcastle has not been going well. And obviously as new owners they're going to want to put their stamp on the club and show that they're serious. And a lot of times owners will show that they're serious by totally restructuring the club and setting in their own philosophy. And I think that starts with replacing the manager. They have to get in a manager at least who has a bit more authority than Steve Bruce, a bit more vigour and experience winning trophies. Now that they have the money to back them up, get in a manager, get Rafa Benitez back in. At least get a manager in that has experience winning trophies. Because Steve Bruce might be a nice guy off the pitch, but as a manager, he's not good enough. He has no experience winning trophies and he has no real plan. He doesn't look like he's had a plan for ages. I think Mike Ashley just threw him in as a yes man and a generic face. They need a manager in who has experience winning trophies. Now that they have the money, like I said, they need to put their money where their mouth is and put in a manager who has ambitions for the club. Overall, it's a very exciting time for Newcastle fans. Obviously, they're waiting with bated breath on what the new owners are going to implement, what manager they're thinking of getting in, what players they have in mind for the club. So yeah, it's a very exciting time for Newcastle fans. But to be honest, the man I'm most happy for in all of this is True Geordie. If you ever watch him on the kickoff, you'll understand he's very passionate about his club. He's a big Newcastle fan and for years he's been talking about how much he hates Mike Ashley, how much he's ruining his club. And I'm just really happy for him because he seems like, and I know for a fact, he is a true football fan and he's a true Newcastle fan, true and true. So it's great to see fans like him getting what they deserve in a takeover and a bit of life being injected into their club. You know, in this video, True Jory reacted to the takeover and I think like a lot of fans, he wants to see the money being utilised properly. He wants to see a new manager in them looking at the right players and making sure that they're a team that will be able to challenge for trophies down the line, which is more than reasonable given the fact that they're now the richest club in England. On to the World Cup qualifiers. Obviously, the big countries are performing as usual. Germany got a huge win 4-0 against Macedonia and England got a bigger win against Andorra 5-0. But obviously, England are going to be bossing those teams as well as Germany. So, you know, business as usual in the World Cup qualifiers. But what's more important is that Ireland are actually beating teams they should be beating. We got a 3-0 win against Azerbaijan. We definitely should be beating those teams regularly. We shouldn't be struggling against them at all. Especially with the new blood we've had injected into the squad lately. Between Adam Ida, Troy Parrott and Gwivin Gallagher. You know, players who are playing Premiership football. Who look promising for the future. You know, hopefully we're on track to kind of revitalising our international squad. And making something of them down the line. Because it's kind of disheartening to see us go out every year, kind of snuffed out and underperform against teams we should be beating fairly easily. So hopefully that's a turnaround and this is a turnaround point for our international squad. I often think, you know, we have rugby, we have other sports, we shouldn't be greedy and ask for football too. But I always like to see our international squad performing well, so hopefully it's a turning point for us. Obviously there's been no Premier League games since the internationals have been on, but I was looking at the top four there and there's none to separate them. I think there's two points between first and fourth place and Chelsea at the top of the table right now. It goes Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, Man United and there's nothing to separate them, like I said. I know we're only seven games in, but it's looking like it's going to be a tight race this season. Chelsea have looked really good so far. They look like they've 
been super focused in on what they want to do. Tuchel has them regimented and focused on their plan of attack. So they might be challenging this season, especially coming off of winning the Champions League right away with Tuchel. You know, that has definitely given them a boost. So if Liverpool really want to put their stamp on this Premiership and retain it, they're going to need to stay focused as well and avoid lapses in concentration. And I say that because I really view their draw against Brentford as a lapse in concentration. They should be winning games like that, you know. No disrespect to Brentford, you know, they did very well. you got to give them credit for pulling off the draw. You know, a three-all draw against Liverpool is no small feat. But again those games Liverpool should be winning and it was theirs to win and they lost it so again like I said Chelsea are looking dominant at the moment they're looking strong and they're looking like they're well gelled together so Liverpool would want to be on top of their game if they want to con- not concede if they want to retain this title obviously I'm always excited to hear your opinions let me know what you think about Newcastle takeover you can always leave me a voice note up on Anchor FM they're attached to my podcast I've been really bored with my gaming lately this week I was playing Pro Evolution Football just to pass the time but I don't know if I love or hate that game to be honest it's so different from FIFA and the graphics aren't anywhere near as good so like I've just been playing it to pass time like I said I don't know whether I want to replay something or buy something new. Normally when I buy a new game, I just binge it in a couple of days. And it's normally, in my opinion, a waste of money. Because if I'm able to complete a game in three or four days, then it's not that good to begin with. I've been thinking about replaying Red Dead Redemption 2. I absolutely love that game. To be honest, I've replayed that game a couple of times. But Rockstar got it so right with this game. And it's so enjoyable, so replayable. The open world is amazing, the graphics are excellent, the gameplay is so solid and the missions are unreal. Characters are great too. Arthur, love him. Dutch Vanderlyn, such a bad character. Not bad character, but such a good... I was about to say devil. Why can't I fucking think of the word? Such a good bad guy. And Micah. Fucking hate Micah. Love to hate him. God, he's such a dick in that game. Let me know what you think of Red Dead Redemption 2. Have you played it? Have you replayed it? Let me know what you think of the characters, the overall game. I want to know your opinion. But yeah, I've actually talked myself into replaying it. I'm going to replay it today, actually. It's just one of those games that you just replay over and over again. It's actually good that it has two different endings. You know, I finished it both ways with good honor and with bad honor. Let me know what you think if you finished this game before. Which way did you go? Did you go bad honor or good honor? And if you've done both endings, which was your favourite? I think I mentioned before playing this game that I hate when you get to Saint-Denis, that area of the game, because you realise then that Arthur has tuberculosis and everything starts to go downhill. And it starts to get a bit sad because you realise, oh fuck, this is such a great character, he's going to die. And there's no two ways about it and it's all about how you end his life as a good guy or as a bad guy. That's why I think it's so important to have two different endings endings to the game and you can end it as a bad guy or as a good guy so again let me know how you ended the game the first time you played it are you a good guy player or a bad guy player i was actually talking to my brother-in-law this week about replaying it we actually played red dead 2 together it was the first time either of us had played it and we played it through together during the first lockdown as a way to kind of 
get our minds off things and it was so enjoyable so maybe we might replay it again together he does play a lot of games on his pc he has a steam account where he plays a lot of different games it's mostly strategy games and shooting games so he is a good partner to have in playing a game like that with because he's perfectionist to be honest he likes to complete all the missions and all the side missions as well so Red Dead 2 was actually the perfect game for him because there's so many side missions with legendary characters you have to complete and meet and stuff like that you know in Red Dead 2 you have to find all these legendary animals and collect them and catch all these legendary fish as well so he spent ages trying to get 100% on that game and fair fucks to him because normally what I do is I just try my hand at the side missions but normally I'm a main mission man I'm all about the main story and if I complete the main story before I complete the side missions that's grand I'll go and I'll complete the side missions after if I'm bothered most times I'm not but he'll complete the side missions as he goes so when he's actually near the end of the game he has most of the side missions completed as well. Uh, Christ, I have myself so hyped up to play this game now. It's almost sad. <laughs> I can't wait to play it. But I think everyone has that one game they're able to replay over and over again and never get bored of it and enjoy it every single playthrough. Mine is Red Dead 2 and has been for a while. Let me know on Anchor FM. Leave me a voice message on this episode. Let me know your favorite game to replay that you never get bored of. There's a few other games that I'm excited to play, including Far Cry 6 and FIFA 22. I'm planning on buying those games this month. I'm hoping FIFA 22 isn't a absolute shit show. Online, I've been seeing some videos of players playing FIFA online, and the glitches are really bad, but, you know, I hardly ever play online. I just go in for career mode. I know that's probably so mundane and vanilla, but... You know, again, like I said, I can't justify spending money to play FIFA Online. I just don't think it's, like, I just don't want to do that. So I just play career mode. So hopefully they've improved career mode enough that I'm not going to get bored of it too soon. Far Cry 6, I've heard good things. You know, there's great voice actors in this game. So hopefully it's a great game to play. In terms of Far Cry 6's plot and gameplay, I know next nothing, which is the way I like it. I like to go in with no expectations, no ambitions and just judge the game as I'm playing it. But whenever I have played Far Cry as a series, it seems very formulaic. You know, you come into a new country, you see that it's being ruled by a monarch that's abusing his power, or there's a terrorist to deal with. You know, some antagonist that's either crazy or corrupt or a mixture of both. You know, in Far Cry 4, I think you had, I think it was 3 or 4, you had Foss and then you had Pagan Ming in another game, you know, so one's a terrorist that's insane, another is a monarch or a king that's insane, and you have to lead a rebellion to overthrow them. And most times those games have been really great. I love that it's like a first person POV style of gaming, and it's normally very colorful as a game franchise. Ubisoft normally do a very great job, but in the past two years, three years, they've released games, you know, they had Far Cry 5 that was the um the cult one i never played that but i heard bad reviews about it and then they had one between far cry 5 and this far cry 6 and that got next to no publicity and i think it was just like they released it to kind of apologize for far cry 5 not being as good but again i think they were kind of just 
trying to appease the fans but that didn't work either so hopefully far cry 6 is a good game to play again love to hear your opinion on this series let me know if you played the far cry series and what was your favorite game while we're on the subject of game series i absolutely love the uncharted series i might replay that game as well nathan drake as a character is so good the voice actors in this game are quality obviously nolan north as nathan drake legend and Troy Baker as his brother Sam in the most current game. Troy Baker is such a talented actor. If you didn't already know, Troy Baker is one of those actors who does a lot of video games. He plays Joel in The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2. Such an excellent character and an excellent performance from him in The Last of Us. I remember watching behind the scenes of making The Last of Us and they were shooting certain scenes and he was absolutely emotionally wrecked because the first scene of the last of us he loses his daughter spoiler for anyone who doesn't know but the game has been out for a couple of years so i'm assuming you know already but yeah he loses his daughter in the first scene and that is such an emotional scene for him and i remember watching behind the scenes when they were doing that scene and he had to do a couple of takes and it just put him through the ringer so nothing but good things to say about troy baker and nolan north and i absolutely love the uncharted series i played two games in the series so far i want to replay the older games as well but again i love this series the gameplay is so good the graphics are amazing and the story is excellent too yeah so for anyone who hasn't seen or played the uncharted series give it a go you'll be able to find the games up on psn network for cheap enough because they're old enough as well love that series might give it a replay as well but the first game on my list to replay is definitely red dead 2 like i said it's just one of those games i cannot get enough of i want to discuss a few movies and tv shows i've been watching this week like i said in previous episodes i was re-watching hill house season one i'm probably going to go on and watch season two now but season one rocked me like it always does such a good series so hard-hitting acting was excellent and it gets me every time the jump scares didn't get me as much this time because i'd watched it previously so i knew where they were coming but again just rocked me so good such a good series give it a watch if you haven't already and give it a rewatch if you're looking for something to watch these days i also watched black widow up on disney plus this week i'm not a huge marvel fan i've only gotten into it over the last few years you know my sister is a huge marvel fan i've had her on the podcast before i might have her on the podcast again to talk marvel but yeah i watched black widow this week and i'd heard a good few things about it florence Pugh's performance in it was supposed to be very good and to be honest that was the best part of it for me i don't know what it is that was missing i can't really put my finger on it you know i liked other things about the movie for sure i liked david harbour and his role he was very good and there was a few emotional scenes florence Pugh's performance was excellent like i said she's a very talented actress scarlett johansson has that role down to a t as well and there was good action i just always felt there was something missing from that movie but i can't put my finger on it Maybe it's because I'm not a big Marvel fan, you know, I'm not huge into it, so I couldn't appreciate it for what it was. Maybe if I talk to my sister about it and she's watched it, she might love it, you know, as a true Marvel fan. But again, for me, like I said, there was just something missing. And I would say what was missing if I knew, but I can't put my finger on it. But other than that, like, I would recommend it. Like, I didn't regret watching the movie. I wasn't saying, oh, this is shit. Like, it was a good movie. Maybe it is just for Marvel fans. Maybe Marvel fans will truly appreciate it. Because it doesn't, like, explain anything to you that much. You know, it kind of goes... Everything is linear in the Marvel Universe. 
So I don't know when this took place. You know, is she the Black Widow from the Avengers? Is do, has the world been saved already? Is this after Endgame? Or is this before Endgame? When is this taking place? So that kind of confused me as well. The timeline of it all. But other than that, the action's great. The acting is excellent, and it's very scenic as well. You know, it's the cinematography is very good in it as well. So give it a watch up on Disney Plus if you haven't already, or if it's still playing in a cinema near you, go catch it in the cinema. I know I really missed going to cinema during lockdown, so I'm back going to cinema on a regular basis. I went to cinema twice this week. I went to go see James Bond No Time to Die yesterday. I thought it was a really great movie, and that's coming from someone who has no real affinity towards this franchise. I didn't grow up with James Bond as a character. I don't have any real emotional connection or sentimental connection to the character or the franchise. But as a neutral moviegoer, I just found it excellent to watch. There wasn't one scene where I thought, oh man, I'm bored. You know, it dragged a little near the end, but that's because I knew what was coming, and I was like, okay, let's just get there. And also, I wanted to get home to my girlfriend at that stage because I went to go see it alone because she was sick. But I thought this movie hit the ground running from right from the start. There's the intro to the movie. I won't spoil anything, but it starts with action straight away. Throughout the movie, which ran for about two and a half hours, there was only one or two exposition scenes where they kind of explained what was going on. Not what was going on, but there's a device in the movie and they have to explain that device. And that's where the exposition comes in. But they don't ever talk down to us as an audience. We know what's going on the entire time without them spoon-feeding us the information. And it's very straightforward. The action is constantly present. And Daniel Craig as James Bond in this role, I think he just kind of captured himself perfectly in this role and ended it the perfect way. Everything he does in this movie is effortless and suave, extremely cool, nonchalant. He's just thrown out one-liners here and there you know those times in the movie where i was laughing as well because there's a few quick one-liners daniel craig puts in as james bond it's kind of dry wit dry humor but it works very well for his character you know so i really enjoy this movie i thoroughly recommend it no time to die it's out in cinemas at the moment great cast in it as well i'm going to talk about this on crc tomorrow i'm really looking forward to that Again, love to know your opinion about this movie, if you loved it or hated it, and what you think about the franchise in general. Who was your favourite Bond? Did you grow up watching James Bond? Do you have an affinity towards Sean Connery? Maybe you like Pierce Brosnan's version better, or are you a big fan of how Daniel Craig portrayed the character in the last few movies? Let me know your opinion, I'd love to hear it up on Anchor FM. You can always leave me a voice note on the episode. In this movie, they also introduced the replacement 007. You know, there was speculation for ages over who would be the next 007. Would it be a woman? Would it be a man? They've gone with a woman this time. In Lashana Lynch, she was in the Captain Marvel movie, I think. And she was great in this role. I found her very entertaining. She had a lot of action-packed scenes. She had a lot of time with Bond on screen, Daniel Craig's character. And it was kind of like a passing of the torch in a way. So I found that very entertaining. She was very witty at times. And they had plenty of good banter as well. But... You know, I don't know how she's going to do moving forward if this role is going to pan out for her because, you know, some roles pan out for others, others don't, you know. But I'm hoping that she does well in this role and if she does reprise, reprise this character, that she has success with it because she entertained me thoroughly in this movie and I thought she was very good. Again, like I said, she's had plenty of 
action-packed scenes. She's not just by the sidelines. She's involved in the plot in a big way. So, No Time to Die. Go check it out in cinemas if you haven't already. It's a great watch. I'm planning on going to cinema a lot more often now because I want to make sure that I'm doing the most up-to-date reviews for CRCFM and getting reviews and putting out reviews on movies that people want to see and should be seeing. And like I said, James Bond, No Time to Die is a movie I think people should be seeing. I want to start focusing in on other movies to watch as well, including Halloween movies because we're coming into Halloween. Obviously, I want to watch a few of my favorites, including Hocus Pocus, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream, great movie, 13 Ghosts. Yeah, that hasn't aged well, but it's still one of my favorite ones. Signs, that's a gem. I think it's never going to grow old. Unbreakable. I watched 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later last night on Disney+. Plus. found it very good. You know, those are the classic movies. I don't find those jump scares very bad or very annoying because, you know, it's zombies. So each jump scare, it's going to include a zombie. So yeah, I watched those two last night. I really enjoyed them. Also, bad horror movies to watch. One of the worst horror movies I think I've ever seen during Halloween was The Happening with Mark Goldberg. Goldberg. Mark Wahlberg. Give it a watch if you haven't. It's about grass attacking people. And I am not lying about that. That is the fucking plot. It's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. And I think that's when he went to started to go downhill. But other M. Night Shyamalan movies, obviously, Signs, like I said, Unbreakable, The Village. Such good movies to watch on Halloween. Also, I watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show there with my girlfriend there not too long ago. I think it was a couple of nights ago. Hadn't seen it before. I knew Tim Curry was in it. I knew that made him famous and i'd never seen before so i just gave it a watch and loved it now i didn't see the twist coming that there were aliens never saw that coming but loved the music and obviously tim curry is a fucking legend so i loved him in that role um two other movies i want to watch a part of a franchise is blade and blade 2 used to love blade growing up wesley snipes was born to play that role i can't see anyone else doing it and i think they're going to remake blade i don't know if it's going to be a series or if it's going to be a movie but whoever is casting that role i think they've already cast someone in that role i can't remember his name whoever he is is going to have a tough time filling those boots but yeah those are some of the movies i want to watch this week or not this week but this month i will be doing halloween episodes down the line in the next few weeks up until the 30th so look out for that i'm hoping to get leanne on for a couple episodes to discuss halloween movies with me fingers crossed this is where i'm going to end today's episode i hope you all enjoyed it again you can always find my podcast finding yourself up on anchor fm and spotify if you want to give it a listen i also have a youtube channel you can subscribe to called the finding yourself podcast where i upload podcast updates as well as highlights of each episode again hope you all enjoyed this episode this has been finding yourself with kyle duffy thanks for listening